Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly opposed to me in every way. And he's across from me now. He's on the other side of the tent. and he's got. And I want to go to, get out of here and go to one of those dive bars I, the governor's talking about. I've never I, been to a dive bar. Have you? Oh, my gosh, yes. Have you really? Okay. Many a time. Yep. I think he's not going to be content until he completely destroys the restaurant and bar business in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, and uh, I, I think the restrictions that were imposed aren't all that much different than some restaurants were doing anyway, because they weren't up to volume, they weren't filling every table. But some restaurants were. Like, you go out to Gezzi's, they had been, I think they reduced seating to, I think, 75. They hold like 300 people out there on a given day, and they were down to 75. And you, you weren't that close to your neighbor. Well, but it's arbitrary. But reduce it still further. If six feet is the magic number that we should stay apart from, each other, shouldn't the size of the restaurants or the restaurant's ability to keep people six feet apart be the determining factor? Well, yeah, that's what not went into twenty five percent of capacity, but whether or not they can physically have a big enough space to physically permit six feet of separation. I mean, they it could does, have a, no. Wait, 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 stop. That's it does relate to that because that's how their capacity was determined was how many people you can fit in the place. Right, but I'm talking about the the physical nature of the building. Somebody may have a fountain in the middle of the restaurant that takes up space. And makes it more difficult. That's already been carved out of their capacity. <laughs> but you're missing my point. I'm talking about the physical obstruction. So stupid! I can't stand it. I know. Well, why f- do I even come in to work today? The physical On the obstruction that it creates. Okay, sorry about the fountain. You're right. The fountain doesn't count. No argument there. <laughs> Moving on. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury no, Motor. Be that way if you want to. <laughs> I am. I have to announce our sponsors. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at Sunbury Motors. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. The thing I don't get is that it is so plainly obvious that rural areas are not suffering at all. The current restrictions are working. Our hospital, we don't have anybody at Even on a ventilator, and there's only one or two at Geisinger's entire system. It's because rural areas are doing great, but yet... And and the governor clearly recognizes that carving out certain counties and making restrictions is good. But then he imposes this statewide yesterday. I was going to go to a dive bar yesterday, and the thing, and they literally closed right away. Well, I, I have lunch scheduled at a dive bar today, if I could find one. <laughs> oh, well, that doesn't count. I was going to drink food. my lunch, of course. Oh, I see. Okay, you're going to have your lemon drops. I could lunch. tell you were lost there a little bit, so I wanted to help you along. You were going to have lemon drops for lunch. No, jello shots. Ah, okay, there you go. I need Actually, a little nutrition, too. I think that counts as a food. Does it? Oh, gee, so. well... 
Well, so I could I could be served a Jello shot at a restaurant, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, yeah, I, I, I appreciate so. the governor's trying to do what he thinks is going to keep us safe, but you know, I, I think you know it's hard to tell when to act. I've heard the gloom and doom people. I mean, if you listen to MSNBC. And CNN, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. We're, we're already we know, dead. We're not going to survive this. And the, the president is a raving incompetent who's trying to kill off the entire population of the country in some nefarious plot to win the election. Yeah, uh, uh, Dudley Anderson last night said, uh, you might want to check your pulse and see if you're already dead. That's how bad the pandemic is. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Well, I mean, they went over the top last night over Goya with the That's president. another topic. Yeah, that's another topic. But, I mean, I, I understand the governor's trying to keep people safe, but this is getting a little, little ridiculous when he doesn't take into consideration, as you correctly point out, the nature of the differences between metropolitan areas and rural areas. You know, and, and we divide the state up. We have statistical metropolitan areas. He could easily... You know, use that instead of the county criteria. He could use the metropolitan area index. I've always maintained that based on our demographics and the way things are used around here and, and, and the number of cases that we closed down too soon locally and we reopened way too late. You know, this idea of waiting months and months and months for uh, the broad parts of Pennsylvania, the populous parts of Pennsylvania to slowly mitigate their cases, uh, that really killed us. And it killed us unnecessarily. And I, I, I've always lamented that. And and the worst thing about this, and this is David Rowe is going to be on our show tomorrow morning, and he has talked about this over and over, and and so has uh, uh, Senator Gordner, is the governor is non-negotiable. Yeah, my way or the highway. Yeah, that is just, uh, I don't know, I just really dislike that. We have open phones, 1-800-795-9565. I guess it is safe to say we are talking about the new COVID-19 restrictions announced by the governor yesterday. (laughs) Teleworking still encouraged, so uh, some offices like this, but you really, you lose a lot when you do that. I will definitely say this. I've been able to see this in our own operation and in our, uh, uh, my lovely bride, she's working from home. We set up a home office at her house. And uh, oh, she doesn't live with you. <laughs> she does, but <laughs> at her house, it's, it's her. She house. owns the house. Okay, I, I, I have a recliner. <laughs> I have my own remote control, but I don't have oh, a TV, right. so <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I didn't hear all what Mr. Wolf had to say, but he's blaming this all on dive bars, the increase in the COVID? Uh, that, he did. That, he that, did that it. He did. Well, not all of it. He, he's, there's a couple of factors they talked about. One was bars that are packed with young people, not masks in close quarters, and young people partying in close proximity, but also the traveling of uh, people to and from hot spots, he said, was also contributing uh-huh. to this. Hot spots were hot spots were highest. Hot spots in the state right now. Well, I want to find uh, before you asked before you answer that question. I want to find out what he meant by hot spots. Does he mean the good dive bars where everybody goes? <laughs> no, <laughs> not that. no for COVID. Uh, I think he singled out uh, Westmoreland, Allegheny, Philadelphia. Those are the ones that pop into my head. Uh, oh, but not could, us. Could, could, N- nowhere near yeah, us. Could it, could it possibly? I mean, just possibly be because of all the peaceful protesting that was going on in those areas the previous four, three, four, five weeks? Oh, no, Could no. Could that have anything to do with it? No, they don't, they don't hit the protests. They only hit Republican rallies. The virus, oh, the virus knows oh, where to okay. go. 
<laughs> well, and I think you can attribute some of it to that, and you can t- attribute some of it to the fact that, you know, kids are parting. But you don't hear the governor attributing it to that. We had talked to uh, the infectious disease specialist up at UPMC today, and he talked about the 4th of July wait. Mm-hmm. This idea that a lot of people did activities on the 4th of July, and, the, and as anticipated, mm-hmm. two weeks later they had, you know, more cases. So I, I think it can but, attribute it to a wide range of things. But, of course, protesting next to somebody unmasked, it would certainly, I, I would think, be on the list, well, but the governor didn't uh, mention I'm that. Go, I'm going I'm to ask a simple question. Now, if you compare the number of people that actually use a dive bar or who's traveled compared <laughs> to these rallies or, or protests, peaceful protests, I might add, of, of you know tens of thousands of people, which do you think is going to incur the most problems as far as COVID goes? I would mm. think the protests. I would think the unmasked kids in so. the bar. But most of the masks, the protesters are one and done. They're typically just one day. Oh, and, really? And really? most of them Where are masks. Where have masks. you been? Really? <laughs> how many? How many protests in Sunbury lately have well, there look been? Well, at, look at how many there have been. I mean, there's Joe, been like one every week. Answer the question. How uh, many protests six, in Sunbury? at least six. No, come on, Joe, seriously. I, I have one. been so. How no, many in Watson there, Town? there were more than one. More than one. How many in Watson Town? Well, I don't know. I don't live in Watson Town. Spit it out. One. But, 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 but Mark. Yeah, but the kids see, go to the bars every night. We don't have night. the problems around here because people are a little more sane around here. But the big <laughs> cities, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, yeah. it hasn't been just one. It's been multiple. You know, at least on every weekend, I think they have them out in both places. And then they go a little further than peaceful. But that's beside the point. There's still gatherings of thousands of people in those places on a weekly basis. So why do you expect things not to go up? Yeah. Well, that's true. And and I I would think that, you know, although I will admit in many of the photos I see of the protests, mo- many of the people are wearing masks, m- far uh, more than uh, are wearing them at a Republican rally that I've seen. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I've, how many I've of them? I've seen are? them at both. But, <laughs> you know, the photographers only take the photos that they want. And the news media only shows the photos that they want. So if you have a group of people with masks on in one section, but if you look to the right or the left and they show those pictures, maybe those people are totally on masks. We don't know because we're only being showed what they want us to see. So the photographers say, all those of you with masks, line up over here. I want to get your picture. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) I'm going to have to agree with you that the news media wants to scare us. We, uh, Of course, you've said that in the past, and I always said, well, no objective reporting, blah, blah, blah. And uh, my lovely bride was watching something yesterday, and she confirmed it. She says, you know, I think NBC is trying to scare us. (laughs) You know, they were just showing story after. Now there's a woke woman. Well, I know they're just showing story after story. You know, uh, you know, rolling bodies out of a building and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my oh, god! One of our callers well, the other what, day. What about, what about the numbers in Florida? Right? Now everything I've been seeing in, on the numbers in Florida, they've been some of these testing centers down there have been showing 100 percent positive. You know that's not possible. Well, then some of them were the changing the results. Instead of 9.8% positive, they were reporting 98% positive. Exactly. Oh, dear. Well, well, so what are we supposed zero. to believe? Not only that, this morning on, I was watching MSNBC for a few minutes, uh, morning Joe's on vacation, but his lovely bride Mika is there, and he said the mayor of Hialeah on, who said that it's dire, it's dire down here, and she came back on and said, well, there you heard it, it's dire in Florida. You know, and, and I've seen different reports where the hospitals aren't overrun. 
All right, we got callers coming in. Standby oh. callers. Hey, have keep, a great keep, day. Oh, well, thank well, you. Thanks, Dan. Yes. But you're right. You thank made some you. good points, as always, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we invite you to visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. Or you can do as I did. Uh, order one up. Go down there. Leave it on the lot for now so other people can admire it. But it's a Raptor Ford Ranger, black and colored, two rows of seats, sunroof, power rear window, six-foot bed, off-road package, towing package, and comfort package. It's got all the packages. And guess what? A totally adjustable seat, so I could, I don't have to sit on a pillow, which I typically do. And it has uh, automatic emergency braking. and ha- not only has the lane holder, but it has the nudge that nudges you back on the road if I start to drift off. Adaptive cruise. Joe loves that. He loves to set well, it I'd on. like to have the nudge factor for you. When you, you start do. to go off the rails, I could press a button <laughs> over here, and you would just be nudged back on to sanity. <laughs> You'd probably wear it out in the first week. But uh, yeah, it also has the nudger. It has emergency braking. What did I want to say? Oh, it has adaptive cruise. Joe's like to set his on ultra tailgate two inches from the person in front of him, and it'll stick right there. It won't hit the person in front, and it won't let you get any farther from them. No matter how get the fast they go, he's right on their tail. So do as Joe does. Use adaptive cruise to tailgate folks today. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we got uh, four callers, 12 minutes, three minutes apiece. We'll go right to the first one. Bobby, we're talking about uh, masking and social distancing and COVID-19 in the pandemic. What's your view on all this? Okay, you know, my uh, my question is, you know, during all this as far as, like, the media coverage. I mean, you know, it seems to, I mean, of course, everything, you know, happens as it happens in that. But, uh, of course, at WKOK, you have a certain news policy, and Channel 16 has their policy, and ABC has their policy, and CNN has their policy, and that uh, I I think, uh, um, I don't know, you know, when I'm listening to the different sources, I'm getting confused. I got you. Well, yeah, everybody has a different policy, but uh, our policy is to tell the truth. CNN and we like to MSNBC <laughs> uh, does not have uh, any related uh, policy like that. So, all right, thanks for the call. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, uh, John Gordner, uh, who's our state senator here, he said that the surge in Pennsylvania has essentially been confined to Allegheny County. Do you know if that's true? Oh, yeah, definitely. Largely, and, and yes, Philadelphia. and Philadelphia. True. Philadelphia. More so Allegheny County at the moment. Right. So what, why why here in my area, where in the last day we were up three cases positive <laughs> and up 310 negative. So it doesn't seem like it's running rampant in the press enterprise uh, reading area. 
So why are we locked down? The governor was concerned that some businesses were going to be able to survive this after all. And and yeah, and so he realized there, that he needed to he polish a, them off as quickly a, as possible. Uh, somebody put one last nail in the coffin, and the governor couldn't stand it and gave it a good whack. Well, you know, I don't know whether you're being facetious or not. Obviously. We are. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Now, the governor says this is part of mitigation because a lot of people are traveling to and fro. But, uh, you know, this is a big hammer to fix a small problem, really. It is. It is. And my, my position is this. I think that we are only now seeing the tip of the iceberg of what the impacts on our, our economy, our society, our educational system, our country are. I mean, I think in, in a few years, we're, our minds are going to be boggled as, as the outcome of how we've handled this virus and how we responded, you know, how government's responded. I, I, let me just say this, right here in my area, and, and again, this is in Dodal. I'm seeing cars from New Jersey and New York parked in places I've never seen them before. I'm going in stores, and I'm wearing my mask, and I'm hearing different languages in the aisle next to me that I didn't used to hear that often. So I think that uh, because of the declining enrollment here at Bloomsburg University and the increase in apartments that they've built, we're going to see a lot of vacancies. And these vacancies are going to be filled up with people moving out of New York and New Jersey. So we're going to, you know, we're going to fill our apartments, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to turn around the declining enrollment in our schools, okay? So we're going to be getting more state money to fund our education. So this could turn out to be a good thing. Uh, this pandemic could be a good thing for my local area right here in Bloomsburg. We're going to have our apartments built. We're going to get more money from the state for our schools. And business might be better in the future. But I'm not so sure it's going to be that way for the whole country. Good All point. Right. Yep, we got you, Mike. Thank yeah, you thank so you, much. Mike. Yep, I do You're appreciate that. Take care. Uh, one of our texters sends a note that uh, says, 600 deaths in Florida, 4,500 in South Carolina, 990. Uh, oh, by, uh, yeah, 600 Florida, 4,500 4, South Carolina, 900. No, you're missing it wrong. 600 is, uh, she's belongs somewhere else. Florida, 4,500. South Carolina, 990. And on and on. How is that? Uh, how is this? way in Pennsylvania was handled the pandemic better. Yeah, How is this? We're missing a word. Yeah, we're missing there, a couple of words, actually. Maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's, oh, it's attached to this one. It starts oh, okay. here. You see, I'm sorry I to uh, KH who sent us that. We appreciate the text, but our text thing jubbles them. So, well, now we got it right. Uh, Wolf and Levine spent there quite a bit of time expounding on how bad things are in Florida and other southern states. PA had over 7,000 deaths, Texas 3,500, North Carolina 1,600, Florida 4,500, South Carolina 990, and on and on. How is his way for Pennsylvania any better? I would think he's probably talking about how things are now. Uh, you know, the first 5,000 happened in the first two months, and in the second two months, the last 1,000 happened. So I think he's talking about how they've handled things overall. You know, they tamped down. And, and, and you can give him credit for that. Of course, you know, it was at tremendous cost to businesses and to us and to our uh, motility and everything else. But uh, the fact is, you know, well, I, I think Pennsylvania can claim that we have great mitigation, but, you know, look at, look at the struggle that's associated with it. The problem I have is that there is no context given to these numbers. They're just presented as if they're absolutely horrendous, horrible numbers. 
you know, I want to know how many of these people were young, how many were old and compromised, how many were in nursing homes, how many, you know, had other serious physical problems. Well, all that's in the news conference. But it's, it's not. It's not put out daily on the national media. They always just give these oh, raw nationally. numbers. Over 320,000 people dead, thousands dying well, in the you looked street. at the Drexel site or Carnegie Mellon or John No, but uh, I'm, John talking about, I'm talking John about Hopkins? the assertion that the national media is trying to scare us. Oh, they okay, are because that. they're not putting anything in context. They're just giving us raw numbers and sitting there with these dour expressions on their face like, the president has given us nothing, people are dying, and he's holding up cans of Goya beans. This is this is what we've come to in this country. All right. Uh, Joe, I think the context is out there. I, I think you haven't availed yourself of it because you don't have a tremendous interest in knowing all the details. And why no, should you? I have no interest. I'm a senior citizen who might be at risk. Well, I have no, no but interest. But you don't want to do what Dr. Levine calls a deep dive into this. And I don't blame you. And I, you know, I wouldn't either if I didn't uh, co-host this show. But uh, the fact is, I, I think all the information you need to know is out there. Certainly the but news media is trying. But it's not widely publicized. That is my point. If you're going to say that it's horrible that all these people have died, don't you think you should put that in context? How many of them would have died anyway? You know, it's terrible to say, well, but all how of many? Them eventually. Well, uh, yeah, right. All of them eventually, but how many were compromised and could something else could have triggered it? Could have been the standard flu. And how did they determine the difference between flu deaths and and uh, COVID deaths if they don't uh, have the testing? All right. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling. Sorry, Van, we lost you, but uh, the 9 a.m. hour is open at this point, so call back. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Yeah, I got a call about the hypocrisy here. You got people calling this show complaining about protesters who go down to Harrisburg in the middle of this thing when we were shut down. They went down to Harrisburg and protested. Right, but that so was. How can you? How, how can how can you how can you complain about protesting when you are a protester yourself? That was one rally, from and people there weren't that, that many were, people I there. I don't care if it was one rally or what it was. It was they are hypocrites. No, brother. I mean, no. you're going to have some hypocrites when you get that David Rowe on there, because he was one of them. Then that Billy Aldridge, they were ones that went down to Harrisburg and protested. And now you want to complain about protesters? I don't think so. That's hypocrite. That's hypocrisy of the biggest level. So, in other words, in your school, two wrongs make a right. You you want to blame those protesters? No, no, don't twist. Don't, don't I'm twist not it twisting around. it. I'm not You're asking you. Twist You're again. twisting, Joe. The, Do two wrongs? The fog machine and the twisting. That's right. Because you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I that don't. That is hypocrisy. There's no other way to twist it. Quit so trying to twist it. You're not guilty of the same hypocrisy yourself because you don't condemn those other protesters. You just want to condemn the ones you disagree I'm with. Conde- I don't condemn any of them. If you well, want to protest, protest. I'm condemning the people that are that are protesting and saying that these other people that are protesting are doing something wrong. Okay. I don't protest. You don't. Well, you call the show. Thank goodness we give you a means well, to protest. I don't, to, I don't go to protests. We okay. stand up protests. These people are hypocrites. Okay. I would I would hedge that a little bit just because well, I, I think you, you have. Would. <laughs> yeah, because the truth is. A, you guys hedge a lot of things. <laughs> the, the truth right. is a terrible but thing they, to hear, yeah, I know. You know. You guys hedge a lot of things. Tom doesn't like that to be bothered pure, by the truth. <laughs> that is pure hypocrisy. His mind is made up. Don't confuse him with the truth. Who said that? And, and, it wasn't and Tom. Trump, and the only voters Trump still has right now are the uneducated voters, <laughs> right. the white, uneducated <laughs> voters, the ones that keep calling this show. 
he is losing every other area. He's losing all of them. Mm, I know. You know, aren't you troubled by the fact? Aren't you troubled? educated voters. Aren't you troubled by the fact that the other uneducated voters who are supporting Biden <laughs> are more than content to let him sit in his basement and not come out and answer tough questions? I think all Biden supporters are road he scholars. Was, uh, he just gave a speech the other day for a half hour. Yeah, and nobody was there. Oh, I don't know where you were. Nobody was in the room, Tom, and he didn't take any questions after he was done. Say what you want well, to so about what? Tr- Say what he you want have to. to. No, of course not, to. because if he did, he, people would realize how mentally compromised when Trump, when he is. Trump answers questions, all he does is lies. Oh, okay. So, in other yeah. words, it's better to have somebody not That's say anything than to lie. All right. So, both candidates I mean, are pathetic. Let's just stipulate. I mean, he couldn't tell the truth if his life depended on it. Well, Joe Biden wouldn't know how to answer if his life depended on it. Oh, yes, he would. Oh, yes, no, he, he would. wouldn't. He's hiding in his basement. The guy's a coward. He won't yeah, come out and well, face Trump, the media. Trump's hiding behind the truth. All right. We have yeah. to go. Okay. So, there you go. Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate the call. Right. You get another minute later, because I know you got more to, <laughs> more to say. Uh, start with a check mark, and I'll okay. leave yeah, you Yeah, Tom. Uh, those open-up PA protests were about three hours long, and there was no spike in COVID afterwards, but the present protesters are all, protests are all day and night and uh, on, and nearly a daily basis. They tell us how to compare. I think they probably are daily if you compile them all statewide. You know, I mean, there's one in Pittsburgh, and then there's one in Philly the next day, and the, you know, and of course then there's one in Watsontown, Sealands Grove, Sunbury, Lewisburg. Well, what difference would it make if they protested if they maintained social distancing and wore a mask? In theory, it wouldn't matter, right? Right. If those things are important, and I washed my hands when I got home. Well, and, and I think people are trying to say the protesters are taking a risk, and I think that's true. I, I don't know that COVID's a big deal from a protest. That's just Lawrence is worthless, whether it's uh, for down in Harrisburg with the reopen group or the Black Lives Matter uh, protests that are happening now. But we can discuss this. 9 a.m. hours open. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can call us right now. Talked about the news media bias. We talked about COVID-19 numbers being uh, rigged and jigged and and jiggled and uh, made to be wrong. Uh, Suffering in the rural area for the misdeeds of the urban areas, plus uh, protesters uh, not really getting enough attribution for helping to get the COVID numbers to go up was one of the observations of our listeners. So, we'd invite your comments on all of those uh, topics. 1-800-795-9565 is our open telephone line. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. 
Kelly. We always start out with some brief news headlines. The most important thing in the world, the PIAA says high school football can start this fall. Are yes, you, are you all happy right. now? I am happy. All right. You know, suddenly, suddenly the televised games on SECV8 become oh so much critical, and the on-air games of WDKOK Eagle 107 and 100.9 The Valley become ultra-critical because we don't know yet if there will be fans in the stands. But anyway, Pennsylvania High School football and other fall sports will start as scheduled. That's according to the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association yesterday. You know what they did at NASCAR. They let 20,000 people in the race last night at a very big stadium for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So figure out how many it's safe for six feet distancing. Let that number in. Well, somebody said the word out loud. Uh, maybe just allow parents in. That's it. Instead of the whole community going to the game, oh, which okay. happens around here. Just parents. So, you know, what would that be? Uh, 200 people total or so. No, 400 if you count the other side. Uh, in response to the recent surge in COVID-19, in case you live in a cave, the governor was at it again yesterday. Among other things, the executive order limits bars and restaurants with indoor dining to 25% of capacity. The order also says that alcohol can only be served for on-premises consumption when purchased with a meal. In addition, the executive order imposes restrictions on gyms and nightclubs and encourages teleworking. Governor Wolf says the new coronavirus mitigation efforts are based on what's been learned about how the virus spreads. We know that the virus appears to be primarily airborne, so we're placing more limits on indoor activities. We know that the virus spreads rapidly in crowds, so we're limiting crowd sizes. Commenting on one of the states which has seen a recent spike in cases, the governor added, if we do nothing, we'll be looking a lot more like Florida. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. At the Front Street Station, Jay Seidel says they're going to survive this restriction. It doesn't mean much to us because we're, we're so huge. We're such an immense restaurant that we really will not be affected, right. other than our events, but everybody canceled anyway. So. He says. Uh, where we'll be hurting is at our sister location, Jay's Tiffany's Northside in Sunbury. He did say that uh, it is a good idea overall to make sure that Pennsylvania doesn't go the way of Florida with an out-of-control series of cases. Five New Valley COVID-19 cases have been confirmed in our valley. Pennsylvania's new case numbers are now 994 new cases confirmed as of yesterday. Susquehanna University said their required courses will be masking, COVID-19 testing, and they'll also ask that students get the vaccine for COVID-19. When that comes out, as you said, they will study on campus this fall. A settlement's been reached between Geisinger and families of the children affected by and those families of children who died from infections in Geisinger's neonatal unit. The babies were made ill and some succumbed to bacterial infections linked to donated breast milk and the sanitation of the containers that were used. Some other national headlines briefly. President Donald Trump is shaking up his campaign amid poll numbers that he says are less than ideal. He says he's replaced the campaign manager Brad Parscale with a veteran GOP operator Bill Sepian. Uh, the president announced the move Wednesday night on Facebook. Trump and Parscale's relationship has been strained since the Tulsa-Oklahoma rally drew a dismal crowd. <laughs> okay, so it was only two-thirds full instead of totally packed during the pandemic, which is pretty good. And finally, this is from CBS News. Notice anything different about President Trump? Turns out that his uh, trademark reddish-blondish hair is looking 
looking more natural these days. White House observers uh, say they've detected more silver and gray in the president's hairdo, and the change has come about subtly right around the start of the pandemic. Some guesses on Twitter, he's going for a more distinguished look as an individual who's 76 years old during the 2020 election, or he just can't... uh, Oh, never mind. That's a derogatory term or a reference from CBS. Of course they would do that. Yeah, they put the little kicker at the end. <laughs> right. Well, these are editorials. That's where that came from. Here's an editorial comment for you. One of our texters says, <laughs> Joe Biden is on a downhill mental slide and his handlers should be arrested for elder abuse. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, poor guy. He did He did do some diatribes this week, and uh, it's a shame. I, he speaks to an empty hall and then leaves. He won't answer anybody's questions. Well, but he's, you know, he's obviously struggling, so... Um well, they, they're afraid if they put him out there, he'll, his mouth will just get going, and he won't be able to put two sentences together and make any so, sense. But he has to debate, you know, there in oh, I think Oh, I think he will avoid it. I, I don't think Oh, you think he'll skip them all together? I think he's afraid. Okay. Yeah, and his handlers would probably be petrified to put him up there in the stage where, unscripted, he would have to answer questions. And the few times he has answered media questions, he has actually been told which reporters to pick. And so he picks the ones with the friendly softball questions for him. <laughs> Are you well, going to be campaigning time, in Michigan? The last time he answered a question, one of the questions was, what keeps you up at night, Mr. Vice President? Oh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Running back and forth to the Donald, bathroom. You might not like Donald Trump's answers. And as Tom says, he may lie from time to time. Tom believes he lies every time he opens his mouth. But he's out there putting stuff on the record. And here's the problem. Right. Joe Biden's not putting anything on the record and well, except his speeches. Biden? Um, 89, 90, oh, somewhere. That I, that's how old he acts. But I, I think he's probably about the same age as the president. I'm not absolutely mm, sure. No, we not can aging. find that out. He's not aging well. Yeah, both candidates are pathetic. There's no argument about that. All right, Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. It was reported this morning that the president and his team is trying to circumvent the CDC and demanding to get the data directly uh, from whatever sources. Uh, just one interesting, what your guys' comment would be on that? What do you think that's a good idea, or is that, that another concern that the president's trying to uh, manipulate the data that's out there? I think it would depend on what they do with it. He says it was to streamline it and to get the information out faster, but I agree with you. There's a, certainly the potential there for people to believe the government is massaging the numbers to suit its own political narrative. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of frightening to me, again, as a, a student of history, it, it seems that uh, this is what happens when a dictator, you know, has has that much power, that the conceived power, that they can circumvent and, uh, you know, uh, remove the uh, uh, distribution of, of, uh, it, of uh, factual information to the populace who... Uh, so that was a concern of mine. But I also wanted to say, we talked about the football and about, uh, or, or any false sports that we're going to have. Uh, my suggestion would be that uh, each school district determine uh, the size of their stadium, uh, mark off their six-foot distancing as they have to, and come up with a number, and then take that number, figure out how many football players, let's say take football, for instance, uh, how many football players or how many field hockey players they have, and then uh, give a, a number of tickets to each of the players for the players then decide who they want to come and see them. And then for the visitors, the same way, figuring how many and then distribute them over to the visiting team because obviously we'll expect the visitors to be able to bring uh, some of their parents or friends or whatever. But I think we should figure out how many players you have uh, and then give a number of tickets. Then we can still have you know, the people that the players want to see them play. 
Well, uh, the uh, the true. girls don't play in the stadium, so the the stadium. This uh, uh, no, I think in Seals Grove the uh, oh maybe in Seals Grove right. You have a multi-purpose stadium. Well, but like most chicken, of, let me the girls play on a separate field. Most of the games are broadcast. You know, the, certainly the football games are broadcast. Many of the basketball games are broadcast. I don't think no anybody broadcasts girls field hockey or no, unless uh, but SECV eight does. Yeah. Okay. But one game a week. They don't carry a schedule. Mm-hmm. No, more than one a week. But in any event, they don't do them all, that's for sure. I mean, there's too many. Well, anyway, like okay. What, what social distance come out that number and then right. give, the give the kids the a ticket. To then say, hey, this is, this is who I want to come see me play. Okay. Be a, a, a viable way of doing that. That's an idea. All right. Thank, thank you, you Eric. so much, Eric. Appreciate you, the call. Take care. Uh, thank you. Uh, Stan, you get another minute of glory. <laughs> as far as Tom and his, his, his talkersy comment, uh, you know, it's yeah. I was at the first rally down there in in Harrisburg, and right now I've not had COVID yet. And that's been <laughs> what three months ago. So he wants to call me a hypocrite. That's fine. But what I'm talking about is the hypocrisy of the news media saying rally, uh, protests are good, rallies, political rallies are bad. That's the hypocrisy that gets me. That's all. Okay. okay. All right. I we got gotcha. you. I mean, that, that's it. And as far as Joe Biden goes, yes, he's on a real deep, steep mental decline. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And I stand corrected. Well, he may be sharp as a tack, but we'll never know if he doesn't come out of his basement and answer some tough questions. <laughs> Joe Biden is 77. <laughs> Joe looked it up. And so am of, I. And I will be in five more days. Okay. Well, one of our listeners sends me a note and says, Mr. President is not 76. He is 74. All right, so he's three years younger than Joe. Right. Well, he's ages. I mean, he's miles ahead of him in terms of his cognitive abilities. Okay. I think I could stand up and do a better job of answering some of the questions than Biden would do. I can well, at least yeah. put two sentences together. We're the same. Joe's not the same well, age. There's just no doubt about it. Well, I mean, the sad fact is that they're trying to hide that. I mean, we're going to vote for somebody. We need to know all about them. Yes, maybe we should get President Trump's tax returns. Let's get all the information out there. Let's do all the stuff. Let Joe Biden come out and answer the tough questions from a hostile media the way the president does every day <laughs> oh and gosh. see how well he does. He'd have a meltdown. Well, I, you know, we won't, we won't know for sure until he comes out. But keeping him hidden away, can you imagine? If what the left would be saying if they were hiding a Republican president and not letting him answer any questions and not having any news conferences or doing anything, boy, they, they would be on that like you wouldn't believe. Right. Uh, 1-800-795. <laughs> You've lied, lied. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting <laughs> premise. Uh, read that, and then we'll take a quickie break, and we'll Says, make a uh, call for callers. Good morning, guys. We will never, ever be united, and the divide is vast, as always. We must give up some freedoms or good programs to get along. Defund police is the newest one. Here's the problem with compromising on that. Tie up the strong man, and the robber will rob you of all your goods. So who do you trust, police or Black Lives Matter? This is exactly where they want the fight. You can't be a fence-sitter. We do a lot of that. Pick one or pick the other. Today, truth is rare or a gray area. We ignore real truth and go for our truth. We can't be doing that. Or... Are we at the historical place that a sentence was once said, what is truth? 
Have a great day. I hope rainy day. Oh, well, yeah, we need some rain. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Joe was rereading that, but I just deleted it. Right Did you happen to see the coverage this morning? They were supposed to have a peaceful protest on the Brooklyn Bridge yesterday. Uh, it was a community coming together protest mm-hmm. where the police and uh, oh, that's good civic leaders and everything. Kumbaya. And so there were a group of counter protesters there who apparently came with, armed with bats and were beating police officers over the head, beating them bloody with these bats. Hmm, this illegal. is what we've come to in this country. And uh, there was a very eloquent uh, black community leader who was on this morning. I don't remember his name because I came in partially in the middle of what he was saying. But he was urging the mayor of New York to put back the uh, anti-crime unit because the city's getting out of control. So I think even people, you know, everybody who looks at this thing objectively is saying we cannot let the police not be involved in our communities. I mean, it just is absurd. But uh, but at the same time... You know, there's a call to defund police. Obviously, that's a poor choice of words. But there are police reforms. The president's talking about police reforms. Uh, There are measures uh, pending in Washington, D.C. The governor just signed some changes. Now, whether they're effective and will change anything or, you know, will help or hinder police or make it even harder to find officers, which is already difficult to find police officers, is going to get worse. You know, we we can continue to have that discussion. But I think the idea of police reform, is this is a timely idea. There, there's got to be refor- some changes. What and there has to be some things. There has to be some things we can do to make policing more doable. You know, this idea that police we have, we let, I mean, the chief said it here, he has to be everything. He's got to be a social right. worker. He's got to be a vehicular expert. He's got to be know all the traffic laws. He's got to be able to uh, uh, deal with uh, situations that relate to, you know, Narcan and drugs and addiction and uh, dealing with those things. Um the idea of either expanding or changing or developing our police so that they don't have to do all of those jobs and maybe some specialists can do them better. Well, I, I think it's, I think that's well placed. As Susan Mathias correctly pointed out yesterday, one of the most dangerous thing, or if not the most dangerous thing, police officers do is respond to domestic situations. So we're asking them to be family counselors in addition to everything else. But to send a counselor or someone who's not trained as a police officer into a situation like that would be ludicrous. You want to send a police officer not trained as a counselor is also often not ideal. No, but let's face it. There are some times where a, th- a person of authority can stop a system, a situation from escalating where a person who doesn't have that aura of authority, who doesn't carry a firearm, you know, if you come up to me and, and you come up to me or a cop comes up to me and says, stop, I'm much more inclined to listen to the cop than you I am to you. do whatever they say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you not to protest. You haven't protested since. And ever since that rally on radar at the Capitol six years ago. You've never stood up with a sign since. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. Dan is standing by. We're going to get to him just in one split second. We've got some emails, so we got some texts, and we got a caller waiting. So we'll be right back, but you can get in queue on the phone. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I think we've uh, covered all, all the hot-button issues today, COVID-19 and the governor's restrictions, the hypocrisy of anybody who uh, did a protest without a mask, whether they were the one reopen rally that was held months ago or the uh, all, every other day protests that are held all over the but state. We discussed earlier in the program what you didn't see today in the news was yesterday afternoon the president announced a sweeping executive order streamlining the process to build roads and improve our infrastructure. He spoke at a UPS facility, I think, in Virginia, and no coverage. Fox did carry it live, and that's where I saw it. But I didn't see anything this morning on MSNBC or CNN. All they were talking about is, well, the president is letting us go down the tubes. We're all dying. Well, and I watched Anderson's meltdown last night. I don't always watch CNN, but I did happen to be watching it last evening. And he was bawling because the president's at the Resolute desk with the Goya pictures. Yeah, isn't that terrible? He's giving a thumbs up to it. I, I saw that story this morning. Well, Goya's in the middle of a controversy, which is what, what really... Really set them off, but, but it's the, only because the the company's they endorsing went to, the they president. Went, they went to Obama's functions. They spoke nicely about Did President they? Obama. So what's the difference? As the president of the company said, I didn't turn down President Obama when he asked me to come to the White House, and I didn't turn down President Trump. You should not endorse, support, get behind, or campaign for President Trump. Well, not in this world. You, you you will pay no. a price. You will pay a price if you do. Well, it's a good price. It's the way it should be. Oh, so in other words, if I support Joe Biden, everything should be roses for me. <laughs> Rose petals strewn in my path. But okay, I, so there is no better choice. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Well, Kanye West is campaigning. Could you support him? Well, he's running on the birthday party. That sounds like a lot of fun, if nothing else. <laughs> will there be b- balloons and clowns? <laughs> I, I, I vote for any candidate who wears a funny hat. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. We've come far afield of whatever it was you wished to talk about. So good morning. Uh, you're you're on the mark. You're basically on this subject, but you wonder with the press, how long will they keep hyping the pandemic and hyping it way out of proportion? I can tell you how long it'll last. It'll last into October. They have to keep Joe Biden away from a debate with President Trump. They can't allow him to debate because we know it would be a total disaster. <laughs> it would be, it, 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 you know, not to be unkind to Joe, but Trump would chew him up, spit him out, and kick him all over the floor. <laughs> That's what would happen. They know they can't have a debate, so they're going to hype this pandemic to end of October when there's no chance for a debate. Well, maybe if they, they maybe if they pump Biden full of ginkgo biloba between now and then. <laughs> even I don't even think that would help Joe. I, there's nothing they can do to help Joe. 
you know, what their plan is, what they want to do is they want to throw in a real far left winger. Joe don't have, he goes wherever the party wants him. He's whatever. They want him to be, he'll be. But what they want to do is throw in probably a black lady that's a far left winger. They have enough of them they can find. I don't know which one they'll choose. Well, she's got to be able to be president. When Joe gets in office, once he gets in, we know if if they win, which is probably not going to happen. If they would win, they'll say, "Well, Joe's incompetent. He can't possibly run the com- country and carry them black boxes. He's not. He's incompetent. We all know that." Without the Democrats know it, everybody knows it. So then they have the left wing president that they always dreamed about. Far, probably far more left than President Obama was, and their dream would come true. And if if that they win the House, oh, they'll have Nancy Pelosi again. So she would be the backup. For you know, for the ne- in case something would happen, the vice president that became president. So that's their plan, and you're not going to see no debate. They're trying to avoid it at all possibility. And here I wasted all my money. I bought extra popcorn to pop, and I bought a supply of Diet Coke. Because I couldn't wait to see them debate. <laughs> there I am. They will. No, I don't. I I agree with Dan. I don't think they will. Don't think I don't they think will. they can afford to let Joe Biden on the stage with the president. To the back no, out of the debate. Be, Haven't they would, already agreed? You know what? You know what will happen though. They'll they'll appoint. They'll, he'll announce his vice presidential choice, and then they'll push her out to do all the stuff. You know, he'll still stay mm-hmm. in the basement, and she'll be the one who goes out. And he'll try to look presidential, staying above the fray, but what he's really doing is hiding out. The best description I heard of him at the moment, I'd be happy to be proven wrong, because I would love a reason to vote for the guy if, if I could find one. Which one? Biden. Mm. I would love to have some reason, because I always thought he was a centrist, and I'm probably more of a centrist than I am a far writer. But, I mean, if, if they described him as an empty vessel into which other people are pouring ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, then what does he it. stand for? I mean, he's not out there telling us what he stands for. He, he delivers a speech to an empty room and then goes back without taking any questions. That's cowardice. Yeah, and, and the left, they can, call, they can call Trump voters every name we want. We have thick skin. They can call me an ignoramus. They can call me deplorable, unredeemable, stinking... <laughs> Walmart shoppers, they can call us everything, but we made the best choice for president that could have ever uh, been made. I, I thought you were going to say, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that could be disastrous, Joe. That too. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for checking yeah, in today. You guys have a great day. You too, Joe. Appreciate that. Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, boy. Trump is so wonderful somehow. I don't know. Have you ever heard his answers to questions? At least he's out there he's putting been, stuff he's on the been record. Meandering all over the place. He's, saying, he's uh, out there. Total nonsense. And he's out there. Times when he was speaking before, 
he uh, couldn't complete a sentence. He's and out so there. couldn't really tell what he was saying because he never got a complete sentence out of his mouth. Chris, he's out there. Joe Biden's not out there. You can, he's got a record you can attack. We can't That's attack right, Joe Biden. Joe, but he was out there when he was running for president, wasn't he? Who? When he was running in the primaries. Who was? They had events, right? Who? Biden? Biden. He was on the debate stage. Yeah, and how well did he do? Enough <laughs> to get the, most of the Democrats' votes. He was the popular one. There was a chance of getting... Somebody else, which I would have preferred. Yeah, but, but that was a mistaken vote based on previous popularity. I don't think the Democrats realized he was going to turn out like this. Well, I don't know what like this is. And, Mark, you should stop that. You and Joe both. It's it's totally phony. This basement stuff, just like, remember, the Democrats were hanging out in the basement uh, when they were having their hearings? They weren't hiding out there. That was the place that committee always has their committee. <laughs> their meetings, and they were open to the Republicans who were qualified to be there. Well, that's got nothing to do with and, Joe Biden hiding in his that, basement and now. Biden's speak, speaking from his basement because that's the best place to set it up for him at his house. So Nobody's going out. You know, he's not, he ventures out into empty auditoriums where there are five or six people and then won't take any questions. That's cowardice. That Chris that's not cowardice. That's good strategy at this moment. <laughs> sure, if you're dumb and you can't answer the questions. No, he's way ahead no, in the polls. Why kill yourself? Because the other guy's making a fool of himself and showing yeah. how, how bad he is at handling his job. Amen. That's right. He, he, called him, he called himself a war president. Then when the fighting got tough and had to do something he didn't want to do, he basically abandoned his post. The, the Secretary of Health there, he said, it's all hands on deck here for the, for the war on the COVID because it's an important issue, despite you downplaying it for some dumb political reason, as far as I can figure. <laughs> and, but who's the guy who's really absent from the COVID fight lately for the last two months? Well, Biden, for one. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> the guy who has got all job, these answers. The guy who was the war president against... COVID. He turned his back and walked away because the fighting got tough. Bring bring Biden out and ask him the question. What would you have done differently? Give us the details of how you would have handled this better. Oh yeah, you want me to do a complete analysis in my minute? No, 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 not not you. I'm saying right bring. Now. I'm saying I'm saying bring <laughs> Biden out and ask him that question. Let him answer it. How would you have done it better? What exactly did the president do wrong, and how would you have done it better? Well, he's done a lot of things wrong. Well, no, he's I'm done, asking about Joe Biden to give us a, a, a tell us, give us, light up the room with his he wisdom. Led, <laughs> he, right? <laughs> if he could have figured out where to go, that, 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 that that's the easy part. But the, the, the Fauci's right on those. Yeah, remember Fauci at the start said he was you weren't going to gain anything start, wearing a mask. Well, you didn't know a lot of the details, right? And, yeah, but now he's saying he was doing it to try and save masks for the uh, for yes, medical he responders. Was. He said that at the time. No, he didn't. He, well, uh, the, the people around him did. The doctors did. The, no, we don't want the masks going to a uh, pu- big public demand for masks because so, we need to, we need them in the hospitals right now. So Fauci lied for a good reason. Oh, come on, Joe. Enough. <laughs> oh, jeez, Joe. Both of you knock it so, You know, if you're going to take Fauci over Trump for knowledge of how to run, run, a, run a, a war on COVID, you are 
you're down there with Dan. You're hiding in the basement, too. <laughs> Raise well, now, your hand. I want to be deplorable, too. I want to be deplorable, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's not around right now. But seriously. Yeah, and Hillary would have been a far better president. <laughs> brother. To start with. Okay. I, I mean, you can laugh because you're a Republican and you make jokes about Hillary all the time. But you did that same junk, though, when she was running, too. You know, it's... it's you're just, you're just being it's very immature. So, in other words, Republicans are bad, Democrats are good. We understand. I, well, when you look at the COVID situation, that's absolutely true. I see. Okay. He's now, got now, you now, on there's that a one. good Democrat in Maryland. He's doing a good job. And the, the, some of the governors, because of their states going bad, are actually doing some better jobs now. And, and in Florida and other places, they're... Some are demanding masks uh, and orders for masks, and some have just are still doing the suggestion, but strong pleading to wear masks, even if they aren't making it mandatory. All right, Chris. And that, that's a good thing they've been doing. Chris, we'll give you the and, last word. Go right uh, they're ahead. They're doing it because <laughs> the situation <laughs> is bad. Why do you think they're doing it, Joe? We're out of time, Chris. Okay, well, that's good night, then. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chris. Thanks, thank Chris. You, Always yeah, fun to talk to you. Get some sleep and try to, try to look at the facts. Uh, I'll make that my life's work, Chris. You, too. <laughs> He's got three days to look at the facts, and now Joe's going down to his basement to start looking at the facts. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We've got a caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. one 800 795 All right, 1-800-795-9565. We do have a couple of open lines. Uh, oh, one of our listeners sends us a note about the all-important vice presidential pick. Go ahead, Joe. She says, Michelle Obama, my guess. I know she said no, but it's a cherry pick for stepping into president. Wow, the first woman president. It would be a landslide. I think they made that deal when Obama started supporting Joe. Wait and see. Surprise, everything would calm down and we would have, uh, and love would be in the air. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I, I'd support that. Uh, Thank you so much for standing by, Cindy. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I am not a representative of any of the campaigns. I feel I should say that up front. But I did listen to Mr. Biden's um, speech in which he discussed what he would have done with the COVID if he were in charge. He would have set up a commission of scientists to give direction to what he was doing. Now, I thought that was interesting because that's exactly what President Trump did, and that commission met every day and was on television reporting on their efforts and the outcomes every day for, geez, a month, six weeks, whatever yeah. it was. Do you remember that? Yep. And they were on right. for hours each day. Yes. Right. So did he, did President Trump do what Mr. Biden proposed? Yes. Yes, he did. Without, I would like to point out Mr. Biden's direction. He said, Mr. Biden said, he would follow the advice of the scientists. Well, I can name a time or two when the president did not do that. In one case, the time scientists did not want to close the uh, country to foreigners coming in from hotspots. But President Trump did it anyway. I'm glad he did, because I think he was 100% right to close the country to China and then a few weeks later to close it to Europe. I think that was 100% the right thing to do, and I wholeheartedly support him for doing that. So, did he follow the direction of the scientists? Well, sure. Who do you, where do you think all this has come from? They said they needed things. He got them things. I, 
you know, the the governor of New York contacted him demanding uh, copious amounts of supplies. They set up three hospitals and, sh- and brought a ship, which hardly got used, hardly got used at all. It was, in truth, a terrible waste of resources. But... But they reacted to the governor in New York's panic and hysteria and gave him what he was demanding. And that, of course, came meaning that that ship was not available to go someplace else. So did, did the president follow the things that I heard Mr. Biden say that he would do if he were in charge? Yes, he did. I don't get where people are saying it would have been different under Biden. And I don't get the whole thing about he's not taking responsibility. In what way is he responsible for this? He did not develop some germ warfare thing that got, you know, he did not secretly fund, you know, like the atomic bomb thing that this thing got loose from. It came from China, without a doubt. So that's not his fault. You know, he took action. He was told not to, that people didn't need masks. By whom? Who who told him we shouldn't, regular people didn't need masks? Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Yes, the scientists. So did he, in his following that, whose advice was he taking? The scientists. You know, uh, people are being misled by political hacks who are trying to spin this and are in some ways successful. They rejoice in the challenges and the horror in the in the desperation of some people in our country because they believe it's going to give them power they rejoice in this and they aren't they are totally comfortable lying or misconstruing everything misrepresenting what's happening everything because they believe it's going to put them back in power and that i believe is really the driving force in some of this hyperbole we're hearing well, and I think it doesn't take into consideration. I've said many times in the show, I'm inclined to give the president and the governor, you know, a wide berth here because this is uncharted territory. Everybody here is dealing with this for the first time. I don't think there's anybody alive today who dealt with it in 1918. Maybe somebody was a hundred who was a baby back then, but that would be about it. You know, so we don't know the right things to do or the wrong things to do. And they say, well, he fired fired the director of pandemic research. Well, no, the guy quit, and the, he wasn't. He didn't replace him right away. You know, so right. we're, we're talking about a lot of serious stuff here. And I agree with you, Cindy. You can't – we're not gazing into a crystal ball that tells us what the future is going to be. We have to make the best decisions we can on the information we have today. And I think that's what the president's done. All right. Thank you so much, and Cindy. Ironically, right. let me just say this. And okay. you started the show sure. saying this very thing. Given we, – we've been at this for about six months now, and yet Governor Wolf persists in following a path that is not based on science. And how do I say that? Why is he shutting down Snyder County, who has no cases? Union County, with two, three cases. You know, I I get it that there's problems in Philly 100 miles from here, in Allegheny County 100 miles from here. I would certainly support him in closing down some things there, but not everyone. We don't punish everyone for the problems in one or two. Right. Thank yep. you, Cindy. That was the whole premise of the early yep. mitigation efforts. Thank One of our listeners much. agrees. Read that, says, Joe. more restaurant restrictions. If most new members numbers of cases are in Philadelphia, why can't that area just go back to yellow? Signed by Mike. And, Mike, you got an excellent point. Why not? Joe, you're on the mark. Yes, thank you for taking me. Uh, very interesting show this morning. 
Um, yeah, I'd like to comment on uh, the Black Lives Matter and uh, the chaos that's going on in the cities and so forth. Uh, Dan Bongino, he speaks on Fox News quite a bit. He was a Secret Service man. He, he was a policeman, and, and he knows what he's talking about. And he, <laughs> he made a statement. He, he uh, reiterates that statement quite a few times. And he said, if you want to destroy a city, what would you do different than what Joe de Blasio is doing in New York City? What would you do different? You wouldn't do anything different. Everything that he's doing is uh, detrimental to that city and the, the, the citizens that are living there. It, it's just, just ironic. But what we're seeing, this chaos, this anarchy, and it's going to continue no matter who wins the election. I'm neither a Democrat or Republican. Um, but I stand for the things that basically the things that President Trump is is putting forth and trying to do for this country. <clears throat> and uh, I, in fact, I have a sign on the back of my pickup uh, truck. I, I made a big plywood sign, and I put on uh, "Respect Our Police," and then I put Romans chapter thirteen in the Bible. It says you you're supposed to obey the authorities that are in power, and so forth. And uh, you'd be surprised the amount of people give me a thumbs up. But I did have one black guy at Walmart. I was stopped at the red light there on Route 15 at Walmart in Lewisburg. And he pulled up alongside me. And I know, of course, he saw it because he came come up from behind me. He rode his window down and spit out uh, towards the front of my truck. Now, whether he didn't say anything, but I assumed that uh, it was because of the sign. But, no, you're going to see uh, chaos this, this fall. In fact, I was down to the Walmart in Sealings Grove yesterday, or day before, day before yesterday. And I purchased some things. I went to check out, and the first self-service was all cashless. I went to the next teller. That's cashless. They had one teller that took cash, and I was there for about 15 minutes. And I'm telling you... Uh, what people don't realize, there is a new world order coming, and it's called a cashless society. And if you want to find out about it, just read uh, chapter 13 of the book of Revelation and chapter 20. And you'll see in chapter 14, it talks all about that, that you can't buy or sell except you have a mark or a, a, some kind of identification from the beast or government system. And uh, I think I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this fall could initiate some things that is, is just going to be remarkable. And so people better better wake up and, and right. start reading their scriptures because the prophecies in there have already, many of them have come true. Right. And uh, with the restoration of the state of Israel, and of course, there's, there's one prophecy that is very potent and is found in Luke 21:24, where the Savior, Yeshua, was talking about the end time. And he said that they would suffer, the Jews would suffer by the end of the sword, be led away captive into all nations, and that Jerusalem would be trodden down by Gentiles till the times of Gentiles be fulfilled. Well, that happened in 70 common era when Titus came in and destroyed the city and killed over 600,000 scattered them all over the world. Got to stop until, you there, Joseph. Just quickly, until 1967, <laughs> in the Six-Day War, they recaptured that city. So we're living... In the time of the fulfillment of that prophecy oh. that the Savior spoke twenty two thousand years ago, okay. and these are major things. And what President Trump did, moving the ambassador and recognizing Jerusalem as the eternal city of the Jews, hey, this is it. It's we're, all coming around. 
Good. We're at the end. Well said. Thank you so much, Joseph. Really yep. always appreciate your good calls. Appreciate that. 1-800-795-956. Nope, nope. Scratch that. No more calls. Everybody's waiting. Email's waiting. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Yeah, Sounds like a good show. You ought to listen is, to it. That is a wonderful show. That is just crazy good. Uh, let's see. Five minutes left. So we got to go right to the phones. First time caller, perhaps. Ernie, good morning. You're on the mark. Yes. No, I'm a second time caller. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, you were just in the okay, promo. Okay. I, I just, I, I've been listening to your show, uh, well, for years. Um and I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm proud of it. I'm a deplorable, you know. And I voted for President Trump, and I will be voting for him again. Uh, I agree a hundred percent with Cindy, uh, that called in, and your last caller. You know, all you have to do it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. You watch CNN and MSNBC, and then you watch Fox, and the big difference how the liberal stations twist everything around. They've hated our president even before he was elected. Every time, it doesn't matter what he does or says, all the good things, they will not report it. And, uh, you know, it's just, you have certain callers that call in. I'm not going to name names. But it's, it's hatred. It's nonstop hatred about our president. And he's the best president we've had since Ronald Reagan. And, you know, another thing, this virus thing, it's looking like they're going to soon maybe have a vaccine, which is great, okay? And after they get this vaccine for that, I hope they come up with a Trump derangement syndrome pill to give some of these people. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, that's how I feel. They're going to get any, a, they're <laughs> gonna get a dose of four more years. Don't know Maybe if any drug companies working yeah, well, on I'm, that. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that it's four more years with President Trump, because if not, we America as you know it will not exist. This is ridiculous. The carnage and the uh, treating the policemen like they are, you know, just beating them, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, and these Democrat-run states are letting it go because, like Cindy said, for power, they want to get Trump out of there. Uh, that's how I feel. Okay. I, you know. Well, well said. Thank you yeah, so much for calling Thanks for your in. call. Yep, we appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Where to? Al. Al is next. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. 
I could do, say a lot of things, but I was in uh, Coney Island having one down yesterday up in Shemokin, and uh, the lady in there told me that her son and two other guys came back from hunting in another state. The states and stuff I don't think are important. I think it was Oklahoma. But they decided it was pretty hot in that state with the virus that they go get tested at the lo- one of the local hospitals. So they went in and they filled out all their paperwork and they sat there for about two and a half hours and uh, never got called back to take the test. They went home and then they called and they told them they were positive for coronavirus. And then right after that, I thought, wow, that's pretty strange. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They never did get the test. They never did get the test. But they had done the paperwork and they're positive. (laughs) Positive. And then uh, I went out and started listening to Rush Limbaugh's uh, after lunch, and he had a caller from Texas that wanted to remain anonymous, won't even give where she is from except for Texas, and she's a logger. And he said, well, what's a logger? And she says, well, I work for a firm that works for hospitals, and we get their notes, and we log in the amount that goes to the insurance companies to get paid. And uh, we're looking at the logs, and they're putting people down at the coronavirus that they never even gave a test because the and, and he figured out that they get money for everybody that has corona so uh they get extra money for that so i i mean where's where where do we believe here with this well remember the old you know, adage they, remember the old adage when you're a hammer everything looks like a nail <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> It means you want to beat everything with your hammer. No, okay. all right, I got gotcha. you. Thank you, Joe. You're I'm going to have to explain thank you, these thank euphemisms you, Al. to you. Sorry about this. Thanks, Al. Sorry about Joe. There, he's <laughs> all the Joes that we know aren't doing too good. Joe Biden and Joe. Murray. Hey, happy birthday next week, buddy. Oh, thank you, and I'll Enjoy. see you in a week because you are taking next week off. Right, I'll all be right. back tomorrow, but Joe and I aren't going to see each other tomorrow, so we won't have old old each other to kick around anymore. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We got some emails and texts backed up tomorrow. David Rowe calls. Ben Reichley is the co-host. This is WKOK Sunbury.